Today on Reboot Higher Ed, I am being joined by Leanne Davis. Leanne is an assistant director of applied research at the Institute for Higher Education Policy, also known as IHEP, where she manages projects and conducts research focused on post-secondary completion. Davis leads the Degrees When Do initiative and develops learning experiences for practitioners to apply IHEP's research and practice. Her research interests include equitable access to higher education for all students, higher education financing, and non-traditional college students. So I'd like to welcome Leanne Davis to the show today. Leanne, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've given a little bit of background on you as a professional, but I'd like to talk about IHEP and uh, just anything that uh, would give the listeners uh, a quick overview of this, the purpose that IHEP serves and the population that IHEP serves. Yeah, absolutely. So the Institute for Higher Education Policy it just celebrated our 26th birthday. We're a nonpartisan. Thank you. We're a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that's committed to promoting access to and success in higher education for all students, with a particular emphasis on low-income students and students of color. So we're based in Washington, D.C., and we develop innovative policy and practice-oriented research to guide policymakers and education leaders who develop equity-driven, high-impact policies that will address our nation's most pressing education challenges. Equity is at the core of everything we do, and it's the major driver of our four policy priorities. Um, Those are promoting the use of high-quality data to improve student outcomes, strengthening and protecting need-based aid, expanding post-secondary educational opportunities for justice-impacted students, and of course, fostering increased degree completion for all students. All right, now I understand, Leanne, you lead the Degrees When Do initiative, correct? That's correct. All right. Uh, Tell me a little bit more about the Degrees When Do or DWD. DWD, Degrees One Two, I'm happy to. So this project, which we're really excited about, it scales evidence-based strategies that we call degree reclamation strategies. Um, they're strategies that institutions and systems can deploy to help students, which we call potential completers, cross the finish line. So it's based off of two previous projects that we were involved with, Project Win-Win and Credit When It's Due. Project Win-Win tackled the challenge of associate's degree completion among stopped-out students at 61 community colleges in nine different states, while credit when it's due focused on institutions that awarded associate's degrees to students who completed the two-year degree requirements while pursuing a bachelor's degree. So together, these institutions awarded 20,000 new associate's degrees, which is how we knew that these strategies work. Um, So we also know that there are 35 million students that have completed some college yet have no degree, but the number of students who have actually accumulated enough credits to complete or just shy of the finish line is also significant at 4 million. So what we did was apply the lessons learned from both credit when it's due and win-win, and we found that there were four key principles at the heart. Um, The first was that good data was crucial to both. Institutions had to know how to go through this data to actually find out who their near-completer students were. Um, Degree auditing, it's 
important to run robust degree audits to understand how a student's credits and courses counted toward degree requirements. We found that both models needed to actually engage the student and receive their consent to award degrees. And the most important piece was that most models actually led to awarding degrees. This, is, this also helped institutions reclaim the degrees that these students put so much hard work toward earning. Um, so we took those four actionable steps and put them into an online tool that we use to guide institutions through the steps to complete this work using their real-time student data. And so what, that's the initiative that we're calling Degrees into. On the institution level, is there any uh, institutions or any examples you can give uh, some successes that uh, you all saw occur in this process as a result Absolutely. of this process? Yeah, so I will, I'm going to preface that by saying that we are still in our first official year of this project. We have over 45 institutions from eight different states that are involved in cohort one of Degrees When Do. Um, they started their work in November and are using their real-time student data to either follow reverse transfer or adult re-engagement strategies um, to look at who these students might be in their population and who might be eligible to receive degrees. Um, so because of that, we're still in the earliest stages, um, but we do have some institutions that are ready to award, start awarding degrees this spring, which we're incredibly excited about. Um, and the one that I love to highlight is in Shasta County in Northern California. And if you've paid attention to the news at all um, in the last year, you know that they've been subject to a lot of natural disasters in that area. And so the fact that these institutions and the people who work at these institutions are so committed to doing this work and they're among the first to be ready to award degrees just shows how critical this work is to moving the needle to student attainment in our region. Uh, just real quick, uh, before we move forward, reverse transfer. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you're speaking with uh, friends, colleagues, and others that work in higher ed. And even within higher ed, you'll say reverse transfer. And some, well, what, what, stop, what do you mean by that? Uh, reverse transfer, listeners, uh, what that means. Can you, can you help elaborate on that, Leanne? Sure. So reverse credit transfer is when the student they have started their courses at the two-year community college, and they were not awarded an associate's degree. And so they may be at a four-year institution, and that four-year institution is able to transfer the credits back to the two-year institution so that the two-year institution can award the associate's degree. So, so the credits are transferring, not the student. Correct. And a student right now, um, at a university across the United States, let's say they have that those credits. Uh, does the university notify them of that, or what's the current state right now? So because of the provisions in the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, which commonly known as FERPA, the burden has really been on students to seek out the reverse transfer opportunities. So many eligible students just remain totally unaware that they could qualify for reverse transfer. So this is something that advocates like I have practitioners and policymakers are trying to address in tandem. But Degrees When Do does is it works to equip institutions with the necessary tools to identify students who are eligible for reverse transfer and re-engage them. 
Um, the tools that we created, I think that institutions really wanted because it's a complex process and it can take quite a bit of work. So Degrees When Do offers institutions an opportunity to not only receive guidance on how to seek out these students, but more importantly, how to make these re-engagement strategies part of their institutional policy. So FERPA does include reasonable exemptions that allow institutions to identify students who are eligible for reverse transfer. Um, and one of those could be utilizing a third-party partner. But it's a really complex and time-consuming process for the institution. Uh, so in Degrees When Do, we give institutions guidance on how to navigate these exemptions but really to make reverse transfer have the largest impact for the nation, federal policymakers need to streamline the process. So it can really, right now, the, there's a lot of efforts just at the, um, just on the state level. And then within the state, just the institutions uh, within that state to um, support that as well. If, if you were, uh, if an institution is listening right now or someone in the uh, academic uh, advising or enrollment office is listening, what, what are some, just basic first steps they can take if, uh, well, one, if they, you know, want to discuss more uh, with, you know, degrees with do, but also just, just on the, at the institutional level that they can begin um, looking into is like the, the step one, step two, to begin uh, working with those uh, degree completers uh, that could potentially finish at their university. Sure. So, you know, I can talk about, a few different things that institutions can do. And as you mentioned, one of the first would be to look into degrees when due. Um, mm -hmm. We currently have our application up on our website. If you look to degreeswhendue.com, uh, that will give you plenty of information that you need or that institutions need to know how to get started. Um, and if they've joined degrees when due, then we will help guide them, give them the tools to implement these strategies on their campus figure out who needs to be on their institutional team in order to make this, make this project a success, and what steps they need to take in order to actually be able to identify the students, locate those students, talk to those students, and then get their consent, importantly, and then also be able to award the degrees. And just, you know, with conversations I've had with those that work in the enrollment management uh, and at your institution, uh, I began thinking about already some already institutional policy things, policy items that will obviously need to be addressed and looked at. So you made a good point of making sure the right uh, the, the right people are involved at that institution level uh, you know, the silos that exist sometimes in higher ed, we have to kind of cross those on the, you know, the better, just on behalf for uh, the adult student uh, to make sure those artificial barriers are addressed before uh, engagement's made. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And one of the things that we found, and I think I'd say a lesson learned in cohort one that we're really taking to heart as we build this cohort, the second cohort of institutions in states, is that while some folks may have the same title, and the functions of their job may vary differently between institutions. So we're really, we work, if, as institutions apply, we work with them to figure out who has the control over the right pieces and who has the ability to, um, you know, make the connection to institutional policy and practice and who has the connection. 
senior leadership so that we can actually promote institutional policy change. Those are some uh, great takeaways right there. And uh, Leanne, before we run out of time, is there any, uh, how would, you made the statement about how to get involved with the Griezmann do on the applications available for those to uh, access it, which by the way, I will have a link to uh, the website and uh, the tools that I have has out there for the listeners. So definitely check the show notes for that. But what, um, what are some other ways if someone doesn't work with an institution? I'm, I'm guessing you also have partners and institutions that are that are contacting you all to to play a role in uh, the uh, some college no degree uh, students uh, efforts that degrees when do is uh, making. Absolutely happy to talk about that. Um, so the way that we're structuring this is we we have what we're calling a lead applicant, um, and that's somebody who's able to work within a network of organizations or a network of institutions let's say, to be able to implement these strategies. Um, and this varies from, from state to state. And I'll give you some examples from the, the first cohort of degrees when due. Um, some states were working with the state higher education office. In uh, others, we were working with the Student Success Center. So a perfect example of that would be Michigan, where we're working with the Michigan Student Success Center, and they're coordinating in institutions across their state um, and their kind of their efforts and their ability to work together and form a community of practice within their state. And also, hopefully, I think, to elevate a lot of the work that they're doing to the state policy level um, to advocate for state policy change. And others, this might be kind of maybe a pre-existing network of institutions that may have some other sort of relationship. Um, and that it would love to talk with, with groups like that. So anyone who feels like they're able to coordinate what we're calling a critical mass of institutions. Um, but if you have questions about it, if you even think, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not sure if I have connections to the right types of institutions or, or how can I leverage my connections to help bring this to my region or my state, just send me an email. Um, or you can also email cwd at ihop.org. That's also on the Degrees with Me website. And we'd be happy to talk with you about how you can fit. Well, Leanne, thank you so much uh, for your time and for the work uh, that you're doing with uh, IHAP and uh, leading the Degrees When Do. I know that uh, many listeners out there of uh, Reboot Higher Ed um, definitely are going to be able to benefit from some of the just takeaways I think that we'll have from this uh, just short interview. And then also I will have uh, the contact information uh, that Leanne just provided in the show notes for you all to access. So Leanne, thank you for your time today. And uh, uh, any other parting words before we uh, part ways? I think just to say that we're really excited about the potential of this initiative of degrees when due to scale degree reclamation strategies to really help institutions be able to close those equity gaps in post-secondary achievement on their campus within their state, but also to have a positive impact on institutional policy and state policy. And so we could really make a difference for today. I think you all can as well. And uh, I look forward to seeing uh, future success and keeping up with uh, your all's work. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for your time.
If you love the Reboot Higher Ed podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time.